Welcome to Women's Hot Topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing. I love that song. It is a man's world just for a moment in this studio, I got to tell you. <laughs> My name is Sugbury, and this is him for her radio women's hot topics. You can find us online at himprisonministries.org. Look us up. Donate. Help us bring the gospel to the darkest corners of the world. But the reason why we're playing that song today is because a man is complete with a woman from time to time. Not all the time, but in this instance, we have got a men's panel today that is going to be talking about women's hot topics. And who do I have sitting next to me to help me do this journey is my good friend, Linda Burns, my co-host. Hey, Shug. I'm so glad you're here, Linda. Yeah, me too. It's been great. This is part two. Yes. You know, part one was just way too much info. We I know. just had so much to cover. It, and it was great, though. We were just getting in the meat of it, weren't it's we? true. It was it's starting true. to get pretty steamy. So yep. we wanted to make sure that we cover all the topics for you ladies. This is a safe place for your voice to be heard. Um, we've got four terrific guys. The first guy I want to introduce is my friend, John, back in the booth. He is representing all single men in the world today. John Berg, welcome to the show. There is not any man like him anywhere <laughs> in the world. Thank you, Shug. Glad to be here. He is perfecto. <laughs> he is perfecto. I just love it. Uh, the next guest that we have is Dr. George Kramer. He is an MD in private practice in Minnetonka, Minnesota. He specializes in natural injection therapy to stimulate healing of connective tissues without drugs or surgery. Um, he has been married to his wonderful wife, Reagan, for 15 years, three grown boys, and a great six-year-old boy, Henry. Howdy to Mr. Henry, and hello to Nick, Brian, and Michael. Welcome, George. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. How can people get a hold of you in your practice, George? GeorgeKramerMD.com is my website, and all the information's there. Awesome. Look it up, peeps. It's it's just going to be awesome. Marty Nyman, a friend of mine as well. He and I hang out in the prisons together. Um, he has come in and served with me. He he plays the bass. Is a bass guitar? Is that what it is? I play both. And he rides a Harley, people. This guy has got it rocking. He's been married for 30 years to Carolyn, and they have three adult children, Sydney, Jackson, and Shelby. And Marty is vice president of chief. He is a chief growth officer for Blue Cross Blue Shield Minnesota. Thank you so much, Marty, for being here with us today. I'm grateful to be here. We got a ton to talk about. I can't wait. My next guest is Tony Parr. He is a partner with Parr McKnight Wealth Management Group. Tony, how can people get a hold of you? Just Google Parr McKnight Wealth Management Group. I think that's easiest. Our numbers and emails are on there. Awesome. And Tony is a newlywed. He just got married to his new wife. 
That's for you, Christine. You're going to want to remember that applause as time goes on. New wife, soulmate, and best friend, Christine. And he gave her the first kiss in sixth grade. If you guys want to hear more about these guys, go to our part one. The bios are there. The information is there. You can look it up um, on podcast. Uh, Christine and Tony have recently blended family with five terrific kids. Taylor, Tanner, Nelson, Connor, and Lily. Welcome, you guys. I'm so glad that you are here. Welcome to the show. Amen. Yes. Amen. And go to the podcast so you can listen to the first part of the show. Yeah. We talked about respect. How do they treat their wives with respect? What do they look for in desiring in a woman? And now today we're going to just continue that on based on Ephesians 533. What does it look like for a man to love his wife? Linda, Mm -hmm. kick us off. Yeah. What does it look like for a man to love his wife? In Ephesians, it says that um, a man should love his wife like he loves himself which is the way Christ loves him, right? Mm -hmm. So what does that look like, George? Well, actually, that's an interesting question. You you hadn't brought that up. Exactly. (laughs) But we do need to love ourselves, too. Mm -hmm. And you need to be strong in your person and your own relationship with the Lord before you can love another well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so... That wasn't what I was going to say, but... <laughs> but well, Ephesians 5.33 well, says, However, each of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Um, and I think you make a good point, George, that we need to get the love thing right with God, then with ourselves, in, in order for us to be even good partners. Well, and let's yeah. clarify, loving yourself in Christ in Christ's eyes is not a selfish thing. Mm-mm. It is not a selfish thing. It's feeling God's love in, and, totally. And receiving God's and love. And receiving yeah. that, absolutely, and yeah. being filled with it. But it's not. it doesn't mean being self-centered. So, so what, I just want to clarify that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mean to throw you off, Georgie yeah, Borg. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, how do you love your wife? It, yeah. I think first you honor her. We talked in the last segment about honor. Mm-hmm. And build her up, as Tony mentioned, as we come up under each other, we lift each other up, and that raises the whole relationship, the family. Um, mm-hmm. So building each other up, never putting down one another, in, in, especially in public, oh whether it's gosh. another couple in jest, even in jest, and that's almost worse in jest. It is, yes. Yeah. Because it, it's kind just, dis- it's relationships it's passive destroying. Aggra- yeah, passive aggressive, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, when you get those digs and then you have to wait till you get in the car before yeah. you say anything, that's yeah. not good. Not, but my husband would never do that. And yeah. But we hear it and unless we go, oh, that was yeah. really hard to hear, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that would be one thing. Tony was going to say something, I think. Well, I don't know. I've got a very strong and independent wife and she's got her own time and her own friends and her own job. And I think you need to respect that independence and encourage it as well uh, and Loving your your spouse is also about what you don't do. I think jealousy mm. is the mm. worst thing, not the worst thing, maybe, but it's a horrible thing to have in a relationship. So encourage her to have time on her own. Encourage mm-hmm. her to have her own friends. Um, don't be snippy and jealous. You know, I heard a story of a uh, one of my wife's friends was going out of town, and the husband was super jealous. And uh, and then another friend did the same thing, and the husband put an envelope in the suitcase with a hundred bucks and says, "Treat your friends to some drinks on me. Have a wonderful time, honey." Mm. That's the kind of relationship mm-hmm. that I want to have. That yeah. is going to be strong yeah. for the long term. Is one where there's an absence of jealousy and encouraging that strength and independence. That's a great way to show love to your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and <clears throat> Linda, you talked about you know the reference to Ephesians five thirty three. I, I think this is an important part of it. What Christ modeled for us. 
was that selfless love, that giving of himself for the church. And it is a, a powerful and a sobering reminder that in our relationships as Christ followers with our wives, to love them is to, is to effectively model what Christ modeled, mm-hmm. which means it is all about serving. It is about understanding what her needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody once said <clears throat> that, you know, a healthy marriage uh, that's rooted in, in faith is a um, submission competition. Mm-hmm. And that is, how can I serve you? And, and likewise, it's no you first, no you first. And, and I think when you get that right, yeah. such great things happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, that's rooted in, in what Christ modeled for us. I think it makes for great, healthy relationships. Yeah. You know, Tony had mentioned earlier about the five love languages um, by Gary Chapman on our first podcast. And his was uh, words of affirmation, I believe, Tony, is what you said yours was. That was mine. Uh, mine is as well. My husband... Now, he, um, he loves works. I mean, he, his spiritual gift, which is something different, is the gift of helps. But he loves it when um, he loves to show his love by filling the gas tank in the car or thinking ahead. You know, or I love it when he prays over me before I leave anywhere. He prayed over me for this event um, and all of the things that we're doing this week. And I just love that. And, and to me, that just shows love when he takes the time to um, love on me by asking how things went, to sit down, to talk about it, to communicate. And not only that, to uh, do these little love things, like you said, Mm -hmm. Marty, submission before I even expect it. Mm -hmm. I have another question um, regarding, um, you know, love sometimes requires carrying someone's burden, your wife's burdens, which can be painful. And there can be, you know, she might appear to be unlovable, mm-hmm. you know, to you. So what do you, how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you love her when she seems unlovable? I think all marriages have a rhythm and yeah. we're all going to go down in the dumps for a while. And I think when you truly love somebody, you have to insert that word unconditional also, mm-hmm. because if they feel unconditionally loved, they're going to come around. They're going to yeah. come around and they're going to start to be a little more self-aware about what's going on maybe open up and everybody's fighting their own battle. And part of being, part of being in a healthy relationship is sharing those battles with yeah. your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I, then, you know, sometimes don't you think, Linda, I don't know if you agree with me, you know, sometimes we act our worst when we need the most love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, especially me. I'm like, I have a strong personality. You do so, not. Yeah. You look yeah. calm next to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't seen nothing. That's because I always have to listen and be, you know, I'm right. Do you think these guys were nervous before they came in here because of our strong, crazy I don't know, but I was thinking, you know, it's really hard when you want to be first on your bike and you got to let your husband go first. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> if that was your biggest problem, you're doing pretty good. I know. Good. It's not my biggest problem. I've had a, I've had a lot of other stuff, but um, George had something he wanted to say. You said when... How is it when someone feels unlovable? How do you express love? Mm -hmm. A friend of mine, we just talked about that, Mm -hmm. has a plaque in his bedroom. He said it says a successful marriage is two imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes, you refuse to give up. Yeah. That's, mm. that's, a, that's yeah. a great quote. We got to remember that. If that's you're just true. listening, this is him for her radio women's hot topics. We have a panel of men here today that are answering the hot topics of today that women always wanted to know. And I'm with my co host, Linda Burns. I'm so glad you're here. And if you're tuning in, would you find us on himprisonministries.org? Donate. Help us to continue to bring the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. Men, 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 manly men, 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 men,
with a room full of testosterone here. What a bunch of manly men we have. I'm so blessed that you guys have agreed to come here. I'll pay you later, by the way. Yeah. I'm just so glad you're here. You know, I'm going to jump a question because um, I want to make sure we get to this. This is something women always wonder about. Ladies, we did a show on aging. It was uh, The Wrinkle on Aging, part one and part two. Linda, did we not laugh our heads off yes. during that show? Oh. It was hilarious. In fact, Reagan, George's yeah. wife, talked about something I can't stop laughing about. <laughs> Don't say it. I'm not going to. You guys got to listen. Part two, by the way, part two. But, you know, we talked about maintenance, and some women let themselves go completely natural. They're beautiful just the way they are. Others try to fight aging, such as using Botox, cosmetic surgery, hair color. I'm guilty of the hair color. No, this is not my natural hair color anymore, guys, but it used to be. But I want you guys to be honest. How do you feel in today's world when women use cosmetic surgery to maintain themselves? I've got one sentence. Tune-ups are fine. Overhauls, not so much. I'm a doctor, and the overhauls don't always go well. Yeah. yeah. But the tune-ups, I think it, there's evidence that people who take care of themselves even even spend some money on cosmetic tune-ups. Sure. Yeah. Um, live longer, and maybe because they feel better about themselves, they tend to exercise more sure. and, and take Have care of themselves Have a better, more, more positive outlook, perhaps. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think... I think tune-ups are just fine overhaul. I mean, you see these pictures of women that have had 15 plastic surgeries, and they become caricatures mm-hmm. of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, tell us what you really feel about it. <laughs> you know, I think you have to ask, you know, why are we doing this? Is it for self-aggrandizement? Is it for acceptance? And I think those are, you know, when the kind of the devil's creeping in a little bit. But mm-hmm. if you're doing it for, for durability and not vanity, I go to the gym three times a week. Um, I sit in the tanning bed for five minutes once a month. I feel better. You know, you need that vitamin D. Absolutely. I feel better. I feel like I'm a better reflection of myself. I can Mm -hmm. be better for my wife, better for other people. There may be a little vanity in there, but there's also... So that glow isn't from us. You you had to go in there and get that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's so cool, Tony. uh, Mr. Nyman, what do you think about this thought? You know, I think... um There's one aspect to it. If if it truly does help um, with a woman's self-esteem, because sometimes when we when we know we look good, we feel good, and there's kind of a nice cycle that uh, that lends itself to feeling better about yourself as Mm -hmm. opposed to being down about it. Um, So I think within reason, I think it's okay. Um, I think the notion of to what end, you know, to what are you, are you trying to be somebody you're not? Mm -hmm. That should be a question to be asked. But, you know, as a dedicated Harley rider, I got to change the oil every once in a while or my bike just doesn't work. That's right. Amen. Yeah. I want a Harley. (laughs) And he goes all over the place. I mean, I see you on Facebook. I'm like, where is, it's like kind of where's Waldo? Where's (laughs) Marty Nyman today? He's off, you know, just exploring the world. You know, I think uh, we can look to the Bible. Let's throw out some scripture here. I, I love Romans twelve two. It says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What does God want from me?" And He's going to test me every once in a while. We're going to have society saying, "You got to wear these clothes. You got to have this expensive makeup. You mm-hmm. got to spend a hundred dollars for a little vial of, you know, wrinkle remover." Um, you know, what's in your heart? And I yeah. think as you walk with and live through Christ. Uh, what we say in Bible study is the scales come off your eyes. You mm-hmm. see a little bit more clearly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what God wants for you. And I think you hit it on the head. 
you know, a lot of women think that they're supposed to be doing this for the men. Sometimes I don't know if they're doing it for other women or just themselves. You know, I'm not sure exactly what each person is thinking. But I love the fact that you said, Tony, in Bible study. Mm-hmm. Ladies, if you can find a guy who's in the word, you know, just fall in love with them. You know, in, a, in, in any guy who loves Jesus Christ is going to put you up on a pedestal. He's going to love you the way Christ loves the church. Um, and you're marriage will rock. Now, if you are in a relationship where you don't have a spouse who knows Jesus Christ, I got a tip for you. Don't stop praying for him. Don't hit him over the head with it, but don't stop praying for him as well. Guys, do you have any suggestions for the women out there that might be married to someone who's not a believer, but they are? Yeah, I um, I think you, you hit the first one, Shug, and that is um, start with prayer. Because remember, the, the heart the changing of the heart towards Christ isn't something that you have infinite control over. It's ultimately in God's hands. So you got to start with the posture of prayer and say, you know, God, you have ultimate sovereignty over everything, mm-hmm. uh, including this individual. I, I think what then, uh, things to think about is, is model the character of Christ in your relationship. I mean, part of what has turned people off from faith is you don't know their whole story. It could be that just they saw the hypocrisy that all too often we see in the church. And if there's going to be one thing that will incline your partner's heart towards faith, towards Christ, it's going to be seeing it lived authentically. Amen. Uh, I think that's vital. Um, I think it's also critical because take the time to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just as a woman take the time to listen. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Don't don't beat them over the head with guilt. Don't try to drag them into a Bible study or or a small group. Listen to understand why is it that they feel the way they feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, part of helping them to heal and incline back towards is, is to understand truly what it is that that they're experiencing. And if time. they're not a believer, and you are, ladies, you still got to take the reins and you got to pray with your kids. You've got to lead them to Christ. You've got to allow them to hear scripture. I remember I read scripture in the hallway with the kids before they went to bed. And my husband and I were not on the same page at the time. And I grew a little bit faster in my faith relationship than he did. Uh, but we started on the same page. And so I loved watching him listen, because he's an awesome dad, uh, to the stories of Christ as I shared them with my kids. And God can work in, in a variety of ways. And now, Fast forward it, ladies. He's a deep Christian. He loves the Lord. He's serving him all the time. I love you, Blair. But don't give up on praying for your spouse that might not be a believer. And one thing to take off what you said about the children, the children can be evangelists for their parents. And uh, Reagan is part of Bible Study Fellowship Children's Program, and she sees so often that the children knowing the Bible study, they're praying in their crib at night. And they're asking daddy. Isn't that amazing. Yeah, they're asking daddy. Daddy, do you love Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and and so it's a it's a growth. It's a it's a yes. step at a time. But the kids can be a, a strong. Well, force. and it goes on to the next generation. I've I'm I have ten grandkids, and so it's amazing. How can to that watch be possible? Them. You look like you're twelve. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. I feel 20. like I'm fifteen. <laughs> no, I'm I don't um, know how that happens. Yeah. I was going to say also, I think it's really important to leave room for God. You know, like, let's not forget that God is sovereign and that your husband, mm-hmm. you know, let, let God 
do it. It's so freeing when you let go. Yeah. Let God. Yeah. 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 Well said. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, this is Sugbury Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. We have a men's panel here. I'm so excited to have them. I've got Mr. John Berg, Dr. George Kramer, Marty Nyman, and Tony Parr. And Linda Burns is my co-host. We're asking questions that you all, you women, want to know. We've already covered several of them. Men, how do you respect your wives? How do you... How should um, uh, you be loving them? I'm sorry, how can the women be respecting you? And then also, how can you show love back to them from Ephesians? We talked about women in maintenance. Now we're talking about um, bringing faith into your marriage when possibly you don't have a believing spouse. But I want to jump to our next question just for a matter of time, because there's just so many topics we want to cover with you guys. Um, One is um, getting the love thing right in your marriage. And I know I have specifically had this question asked of me to ask to you. Is there such a thing as non-sexual touch with your wife? And what creative ideas do you have when you go home tonight that you can make your wife feel loved? My wife and I talked about this. Uh And not specifically that, but... um, I, one Christian broadcaster says, um, kiss, her, kiss her like you mean it. Mm. And uh, Reagan heard another uh, lecture about uh-huh. kiss for six seconds and hug for 30 seconds, and that make, con- improves your connection. Did it work? Yeah. yeah it have you tried great. it? Yes, yeah. we have. Have you tried it yeah. often, George? <laughs> Not often enough, <laughs> yeah. but it's a good reminder. Yeah, watch out, Reagan. He's got <laughs> yeah. six seconds and 30 seconds just for you tonight. Yeah, but that didn't really answer your question about what's non-sexual touch. But that's Did you really notice, ladies? Not. He avoided the question. <laughs> well, wasn't that the answer? That it was is. That was non-sexual, mm-hmm. what yeah. he was talking about. Yeah. Now, it might, be come, might become sexual, yeah. right? Yeah, right. If it goes into a minute yeah. versus 30 seconds. You know, it seems like the longer you're married, the shorter the kisses get, which I don't like, you know, personally. Oh. I'm I'm a big kisser. But, I, you know, I love, the, I love the Lord. I love my husband. And I love that hug idea. 30-second mm-hmm. hug. I love that. So it's not just a peck and a walk away. Um, gentlemen, Marty and, and um, Tony, what thoughts do you have on that? Go ahead, Tony. Uh, well, I would say don't underestimate just the power of simply holding someone's hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I approach my wife when I'm working from home, and she is as well. Uh, I'll come down and check in with her, ruin her flow with work, but I'll come down and check <laughs> yeah. with her. I'll put my hand on her shoulder. I'll give her a little kiss. So it's just frequent shows of affection throughout the day. And I think there's a danger when you're first with someone, there's this period of infatuation where you're kind of all over them. And then after a while, you maybe lose that. And we just have to be purposeful and be filled with intent not to let mm-hmm. that pass in our relationship. We're in year 40. Physical. We're yeah. even more infatuated awesome. with each other than ever. Mm-hmm. I told him it doesn't get any better than this, so he's not looking around. So we're <laughs> doing good. John, I got a question for you back there, if I could ask you this question. Shoot. Um, we've talked about uh, sexual touch, non-sexual touch. I, you know, I got to ask you as a single guy, why do you think that people are not getting married today, but instead living together? Well, uh, I can speak to my generation. I'm 33, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's like I've said to you before, Shug, it's tough to get somebody to commit to coming over to help you move a couch. <laughs> so marriage <laughs> for my generation. Just too scary. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, and this isn't, I mean, this is generally I'm speaking. This is not everybody. I know people who are very committed in their relationships who are my age, but mm. there's a lot of people who really have a lot of trouble with commitment at my age, even to simple things, like I said, like uh, moving a couch or something. Yeah. So, But I hope you're uh, not asking a woman to help you move well, no, a couch. No, no, of course not. But <laughs> but uh, I, I found that my generation, the younger you get, 
uh, there seems to be less ability to commit to serious things, and and people just yeah. say, well, forget it. Why not? I see that. Yes. I see that. And you know, we got to wrap up. We got a minute left, gentlemen. Um, I am so thankful that you're here. Thank you, John, for your insight from the single guy about town. Um, for Dr. George Kramer, Marty Nyman, Tony Parr, as well as my good friend Linda Burns. Gentlemen, um, what words of advice do you have? We've got about 30 seconds left for any daughter or woman that might be listening. What encouragement can you give them? I would say pray and seek God's wisdom in all of these things. And and I truly mean that. You have to be patient and wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm. Hold out for the good ones. Don't let anybody mistreat you because there are good ones still out there. Yes, there are. Keep praying. And mine echoes that you may be the best thing that ever happened to a lot of people, but you got to wait to find the guy that's the best thing that ever happened to you. Amen. Amen. Linda, come back again. I would love to. There's so much we didn't talk about. We got to do another one. Would you guys come back again sometime? Tomorrow, please. Yeah. Yeah. John's back there. No way. I'll be here. I'll be here. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, my name is Shugbury. Him for her radio women's hot topics. We just covered a great panel with men. But most important, the most important guy in your life should be Jesus Christ. Over and out. Until next time, I love you. 